Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, I've been a part of it. Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get, 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 get. for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. And a happy Tuesday morning to you. A festive Tuesday at the 910 The Fan Studios. We're live 1051. FM worldwide, as always, on the free Odyssey app with the rewind button off and running. <clears throat> Excuse me, off and running on a Tuesday. There we go. Listen to that. Wow. That, that, the sound just exploded in my headset just now. We are off and running. Michael Phillips here, 910 The Fan, MP on the mic. That's the show. A festive day here at Odyssey, uh, Odyssey Richmond. Uh, I was walking down the hall in the Mix 98 1 crew. Uh, Wicker and Wild, we love them. There are there are studio buddies uh, are putting up their Christmas decorations. Uh, it is it is time, and uh, Santa is visiting on Friday uh, to kick off Christmas music season over on Mix. So we always we always look forward to that. That's that's a pretty good get this time. Now he's busier next month, so they booked early. I respect that. Uh, he his schedule gets very full. Uh, a lot of. A lot of mall meet and greets, um, parades, things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they got him early. He'll be dropping by on Friday to officially kick mix over to Christmas music. And uh, Awad, who we'll, we'll cross talk with eventually, uh, has decorated our studio. We got uh, a John Wall signed poster here. Uh, we've got uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, of course, and uh, he's got a, a Capitals goaltender, and it's it's autographed. But it's one of those scribbly autographs where you can't tell who it is. And I, I've, I've spent the last half hour trying to figure out which Washington Capitals goaltender is, is on the signed picture. And uh, so when he comes in, I will ask him. I have a guess. I believe. I'm not. I'm, I'm 38% positive. I'm not even at 50% here. This, this, is, this is a total guess. But I, I'm going to guess. It's Jose Theodore. That's my guess, is which Washington Capitals player now graces the walls of the 910 The Fan Studios. That's not, not a high-confidence guess. 
Just a little guess. Now, I, I knew, I walked into the mix studio, I knew right those are Christmas decorations. Nailed it. Bingo. I got that one. They did not stump me. Santa comes by, I'm going to recognize him. That's, there will be no identification issues there. But I'm, I'm scraping for it here in the studio. Now, I got John Wall. I am very famous for not knowing anything about the NBA. Uh, the poster is labeled John Wall. <clears throat> so I, I think that had the poster not been labeled John Wall, I still would have correctly identified it as John Wall. We cannot know that for sure. I may be giving myself a little too much credit here. We got a great show for you this morning. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday morning. It's a Tuesday. Our friends Justice Miller and Darrell Owens drop by a lot. Lots to talk about. Justice is down in Salem as Virginia Union clinched their spot in this weekend's Division II NCAA football tournament. Randolph-Macon is in the Division III NCAA football tournament, also starting this weekend. So uh, a really fun weekend of local playoff football coming. And I saw, speaking of Odyssey Rich, I saw Gary Hess, our, our sports director, in the hallway. And he has got a doozy of a matchup on Friday night. I don't use that term lightly. We've got Manchester Thomasdale in, in a second-round playoff game. That That's a state championship caliber game. This guy... This guy's just blessed with good football here. You're going to want to tune into that Friday night or maybe maybe head down to the game. If the weather's nice enough, should be a fantastic game. But college football's the focus right now. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Barber at 1030, Richmond Times-Dispatch. He was at Liberty this weekend. We'll see if he uh, is kinder to them than I was uh, in my assessment of their 10-0 record. Uh, Shane Metlin, of course, from Harrisonburg. We love talking to him at the Daily News Record. Uh, joins us to talk all things JMU at 11. Uh, and we'll talk Commanders and that wild Monday night football finish in the 10-15 segment. Uh, JMU, the focus of the college football world these days. The Jonas Brothers will be there this weekend. The, the college game day crew will be there this weekend uh, and, and a big game against App State as the Dukes try to get to 11-0 on senior day. I, I think this is probably their last best opportunity to get the NCAA waiver to be allowed into a bowl game. If, they, if game day comes and goes and, and they're in the national spotlight and the NCAA doesn't budge off of that, I think we're done here. I think we're done here and that's it. Uh, that nothing left to do but chase the undefeated season, wait to be a fill-in bowl partner. This is this is the weird thing, right? So if there aren't enough eligible teams to fill the spots at all the bowl games, which does happen, uh, they have a criteria and they can go to you know, teams with a losing record, teams with strong academic records. JMU would be first in line to fill a spot if there weren't enough teams for a bowl game. So they can and maybe will end up in a bowl game. But that that doesn't mean they get to go to just any bowl game. It has to be like the last bowl games, the last ones that pick. So like Beefo Brady's Bowl style, you know, Tuesday night, early December ESPN. So they will probably end up in one. What they want the waiver to is one of the big boys because if they run the table, they could be in the Cotton Bowl. They could be in the Peach Bowl. Uh, they're, they're good enough right now. On their criteria. But first, game day, JMU coach Kurt Signetti uh, was on the Sun Belt Media call yesterday 
talked about the importance of having game day and uh, what that's going to mean on su- on Saturday. Yeah, well, you know, it's business as usual here. Um, game game day coming uh, is uh, awesome. It's uh, really exciting for our fans. It's great exposure for the university, the athletic department, and the football program, uh, the town too. Uh, but you know, we don't get a free touchdown because game day is coming. Or you know, or like when I was a little kid, you went to Seven Eleven and you bought one Slurpee and got one free. You know, there there's no giveaways here. Uh, so, you know, we got to focus on what's going on. Uh, it's going to affect performance uh, between the white lines. Our guys have done a good job of that, and I expect us to do a good job this week. No, uh, no free touchdowns uh, because game day is in your town. They're coming to your town. The Jonas Brothers will be there. Uh, we'll see if the Jonas Brothers can play defensive end, uh, but no free touchdowns. Uh, because game day is there. That's that's probably this was probably about as warm as Kurt Sinetti has ever been to anything. Yesterday said he he'd go be on set with the game day crew, would do all the things, and uh, you know that that's not normally his personality and his style. Uh, but the Sun Belt is enjoying a great year, and and he talked about how game day has been to Sun Belt places before, and then they keep coming back. And this is a conference that's making noise. As you know, that you got the Power Five, they're right there. They're right there, hovering behind them with some big name programs and some big games down the stretch. Here's Kurt Sinetti on on what it means to the whole conference to to have them in the spotlight this weekend. Well, I think uh, people that really follow uh, college football closely understand that the Sun Belt is premier Group of Five conference uh, in the country. Uh, with a lot of great programs, uh, particularly uh, in the East, the West also. But, you know, we think we're special. We think we're a great brand. Uh, this place has done great things in the past. It's a beautiful campus with great people, great leadership, a tremendous uh, following and fan support. And I think uh, game day likes coming here and it's always a good day. So um, but it says a lot for the Sun Belt, and, you know, whether the Sun Belt makes a statement every week between the white lines. I don't know, as I think about this, I I know who the Jonas Brothers are. I'm struggling to name Jonas Brothers songs, though. Like, I just conceptually know who they are. I'm, I'm of the Backstreet Boys in sync era. I could I could rattle those off for you. I felt pretty good musically. Uh, the, the Grammy nominations came out yesterday. Actually, like, that's usually a moment of, like, dang, MP, you're old. Um, but not not only have I, have I heard of almost all of them, but... We've got we've got ties here. We have a Grammy. We've had a Grammy nominated artist on the show this year, uh, Noah Khan, who came by at the golf tournament. So that's that's a feather in our cap. Not every sports talk show has had a Grammy nominated artist on. Uh, Boy Genius, Lucy Dacus, of course, is from Richmond. We got the ties there. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Billie Eilish. I don't know if that like if the Grammys are now catering to me or, or if like this is just an off year for young people making good music. I do know who Olivia Rodrigo is. She's on the list. Taylor Swift's on the list. We know who she is. Uh, John Batiste. I don't know. I feel pretty... Lana Del Rey's on the list. I, I'm not super familiar with Janelle Monae. That, that, that's, where this, uh, that's where this unravels. But I'm, I'm a good 7 for 9 on this Grammys list. I'm quite, quite proud of my performance here. Uh, Jonas Brothers uh, at game day this weekend at JMU. Going to be a fun uh, weekend out there. And, uh, of course, a really big football game at the end of it. They got to beat App State to keep the pressure on. Stay undefeated. Stay seeking that uh, that waiver from the NCAA uh, that that they want. Uh, 
Jonas Brothers, if you Google songs, Waffle House, Sucker, X, Do It Like That, Hesitate, and What a Man Gotta Do. That may mean something to some of you. I mean, nothing to me. What they is- have a song called Waffle House? Yeah, I'm in. Like, I, yeah. I love it. I'm in. Uh, Burning Up uh, peaked at number five on the Hot 100. Okay, now that title is familiar, no. but the rest of them, I'm out. I'm a full zero here. Uh, but, but a big weekend coming at JMU. Exciting times for the Dukes. We do not have a kickoff time yet for UVA Virginia Tech next weekend. They put that on the six-day hold, the uh, the dreaded six-day hold, uh, as they wait to see if that game means anything for Virginia Tech. couple big games this week, though. So you got JMU playing in state this week. UVA and Tech also with home games on Saturday. UVA will host Duke at 3 p.m. Their timing's a little bit off on that one. Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback, is back uh, by, by uh, all accounts here. We'll see... Uh, We'll see if he's able to play, uh, but the report is that he is—he uh, may be practicing this week. Uh, so if, if he returns to the game, that would obviously be uh, be a difference maker for them. He may not be not be back in time, which would be uh, good news for UVA in terms of uh, maybe being able to steal one there, uh, coming off of a pretty rough loss. Virginia Tech hosts NC State at 3:30. The Hokies uh, looking to become bowl eligible with a win in Blacksburg on their senior day. Uh, but the, the big college football story is Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and his completely outlandish comment yesterday that Michigan is America's team now. Here's Jim Harbaugh on America's team. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America America loves a team that that uh, you know beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the naysayers and you know critics so-called experts think that's my favorite kind of team yeah okay okay yeah i don't no that's that's not it america does love beating the odds like what is the olympics if not two weeks of stories about people overcoming things to achieve very rarely is the overcoming involve massive and blatant cheating uh alleged by every every other team in the conference. That's usually not the kind of adversity story we celebrate. That's not, I don't think that's it uh, for Jim Harbaugh for Michigan. But hey, that dude, that dude is a salesman. He, he is making his pitch. By the way, what I learned in the story that refuses to get sane, it just gets crazier every day, uh, Jim Harbaugh, not only a big Judge Judy fan, he's actually attended live tapings of the Judge Judy program and held her up as a model of truth-telling in our society. That's not a bit. That's a real, actual thing that I learned yesterday. I promise you, if you come back tomorrow, this story will have gotten crazier. One other college football note to pass along. Uh, Quinn Ewers, excuse me, uh, the Texas quarterback, easy for you to say, uh, the Texas quarterback, uh, who was injured for part of the year, is going to return next year, which is probably a smart move for him, a crowded quarterback class, Texas is in the SEC next year, chance to prove himself against t- up competition. The reason that's notable, that's where Arch Manning, uh, Peyton and Eli's nephew, is uh, redshirting right now as a freshman. So that'll be interesting to watch his development, whether he enters the portal there uh, or waits another year for his opportunity at Texas. All right, time for us to step aside. When we return, wild Monday night football finish. The Broncos are maybe back in business. What's up with the Bills and Ron Rivera? Uh, weighs in on the the woeful Washington Commanders defense. All that after this, you're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM.
now they got to hurry the team onto the field to try to kick a game-winning field goal. 15 seconds, 14 seconds. This is going to be a 41-yarder from the right hash. 10 seconds, 9 seconds, 8. Here's the snap. Hold is down. Kick is on the way. There's a flag on the play, and it's no good. What's the flag? 12 men on defense. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. So the field goal was no good, but it's negated by 12 men on the field. Denver oh will get God. a second chance to kick this field goal. So it's a 36-yard field goal from the right hash. Kick is up, and it is good. Tuesday morning, 1021 AM, MP on the mic. That's the program. Did you catch it last night? What a finish in the Broncos Bills Monday night football game. The Bills just refusing to win that game, but the Broncos trying their best to give it back to them, too. All right. There we go. A little, little music. Set the tone. Um, among, the, among the things that happened there, you had you had the third down with 20 seconds left. Instead of just doing a normal field goal, they did, they did the weird, like, kneel it down, run out the field goal team, which was probably always a terrible idea. And yet, you catch the Bills with 12, you get to move it up five yards, do it again, and the Broncos win the game, and the Bills are maybe in a bit of trouble. They're 5-5. Five and five. They get to play the Jets. They're not going to win their conference you, or their division. You would think Miami will do that. On the other hand, though, looking at the teams in the playoff hunt right now, uh, I'm not super concerned for the Bills. That's not a uh, – because you're not going to have all the AFC North teams in, right? Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy, and Baltimore. Right now, three of the four are in. Cincy's knocking on the door. They got to play each other down the stretch. So you're not getting all four in. Houston's got the other spot right now. They're five and four. CJ Stroud looks like the truth, but uh, I I do think the Bills have have a path to the playoffs still. Now that that involves beating the Jets this week, uh, because you got to beat the Jets when you play the Jets, because they got Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers right after that. Things do not get easier for the Bills, who may uh. I mean, certainly you, you can't lose games like that where you, you sh- you've you got it in the bag the whole time and then the other team tries to tries to give it to you at the last second and then all of a sudden you, uh, you insist on giving it back to them. But the Broncos get to take their victory lap. That's how this works. They're 4-5 and five now. They lost their first three. Commanders caught them at the right time. Uh, they are rolling right now. Here's Russell Wilson on the culture change in Denver. Coach Payton has done a great job of, you know, changing this culture and really impacting us as, you know, as players. Uh, the whole coaching staff has been amazing. Um, you know, we're in this thing together. You know, we're battling together. We're fighting together. And, uh, you know, we're, we, uh, we believe in us. You know, and I know Broncos country believes in us too. Broncos country, let's ride. Back-to-back wins over the Chiefs and the Bills. Broncos back. And uh, primetime game this week against the Vikings, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Are the Broncos actually back? I think that's the uh, that's the big question here. That's the major uh, thing we'll be watching for. And the Denver Broncos beat the Chiefs, beat the Bills, and now uh, now they go uh, they go they got Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston. If uh, if they want to make some noise, those are three teams about at their level they can make some noise with. Now I delighted 
in the Broncos' misery at the start of the season because I could not handle Sean Payton in his offseason comments talking about Nathaniel Hackett, talking about Russ kissing babies. I didn't have the time of day for that. I didn't have the time of day for his coaching last night because it wasn't very good. They sneak out the win. I've never had a problem with Russ. I'm good with Russ having success. I'm good with him cooking. I'm glad to see him back to form for sure. Now, I think he still thinks it's about four years ago watching him. He still thinks he can make all the moves, and that costs him sometimes. He takes some costly sacks, you make make some throws that are, are not precise throws probably because he hasn't stopped and set the way he needs to. He needs to become an older quarterback. And he's still playing like a younger quarterback right now. That's a transition Russ is going to have to make. But he, he's capable of doing it. And every once in a while, you catch the lightning and you catch the bottle, which is certainly what happened last night as the Broncos defeat the Bills. Ron Rivera chatting with the media yesterday. The commander's defense, a very big issue. Uh, he was asked, I think this is Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, asking him about just these lulls on defense where they give up big plays. Why do, you, why do you think those lulls happen, and, and how can you make progress with them? Well, it's about making plays. It's about being consistent, um, and I think that's the biggest thing, whether it's something that goes up up front with the uh, with the line or something with the execution, or, or, or maybe there could have been a different call. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's still trying to find our footing a, as a unit, and, and that's for you know, both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I mean, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that collectively, somewhere along the line, something is still you know being developed and learning and understanding. Man, it's, I, I, he every answer now he brings it back to we've got a quarterback, we're young, we're learning and we're developing every single time. And I it just you can tell me that with the offense. Tell me Sam Howell is learning and growing because I see it. I see it every week. Sam Howell is learning and growing. This defense, though. This defense is four years in with this coaching staff. These players, almost all of them, have been there for four years. They're not learning. They're not growing. They're stagnant. And they're giving up big plays. And this is the issue for the commanders, and this is the issue for Ron Rivera is, look, I think they'll beat the Giants this week. I think they have to beat the Giants this week. But how can you have long-term optimism about this team with this defense on it? How can you feel good about the coaching when they're still putting guys in this position week after week? We played the London Fletcher clip yesterday. He's just just aghast at the way the way they're playing, the way they're executing. It's tough. It's it's tough to watch and it's tough to tune in every week and be optimistic. I love watching half of the Commanders games. The Sam Howell half is going pretty doggone good, but but it's the other half. It's the defensive half uh, that that you just. At a certain point, you got to stop thinking it's going to get better because it's probably not going to get better. Time for us to step aside when we return. Friend of the program, Mike Barber, on the show from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. He'll talk UVA. He'll talk Virginia Tech. Uh, he, he, he knows it all. He does it all. Looking forward to a conversation with him right after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. MP on the mic, and uh, we'll waste no time bringing in our next guest because we got a lot of ground to cover. We talked about JMU hosting College Game Day in the open here today, and uh, Mike Barber, the Richmond Times-Dispatch, joins us. He's been up there covering that program, but also many, many more. Mike, what's up? 
It's good, good to talk to you. Yeah, I guess we, we better jump right in because there's a lot going on in, in the Commonwealth college football-wise. Hit me with the Liberty take first because you were you were there. They're 10-0. and 0, uh, to, to paraphrase Paul Feinbaum, they ain't played nobody. Uh, th- this was about as good a matchup as they got, and they handled ODU. What, what did you think of them and, and where they stand in this pecking order here? Yeah, so it's fascinating because we always talk about, well, they didn't play anybody. Well, that doesn't mean they're not good. It means we don't know. Um, to my eye, as well-trained as it is, and maybe not perfect, but they look pretty good, right? You know, I'm, I'm not saying would they win the SEC, no. But do I think that they're better maybe than I was giving them credit for? Yeah, I, I think so. I think they have all of the pieces offensively uh, in terms of if a defense is going to try to take this away, can you do that? Can you do another thing? They've got a lot there, and they've got a great playmaker in Caden Salter at quarterback, a guy who's got a, a real savvy and playmaking feel. You know, he scored a touchdown, Michael, in, in this game Saturday where he kind of ran to the right, and he got corralled by three defenders, and he reversed field and went the other way. He was kind of looking for a hole, looking for a spot. He ended up just outrunning the defense to the opposite pylon, and you know it was a two-yard touchdown that he probably ran 25 yards on. Um, so, you know, I think they have those pieces, and I think they made a statement in this game. And it was interesting, uh, really, I thought, to, to hear their coach kind of come out and say, hey, I, I leaned into the disrespect angle. Some coaches try to downplay it or, or say, you know, don't get distracted by the noise. Don't worry about those narratives. And at, at Liberty, that's not what Jamie Chadwell did. Jamie Chadwell came out and said, everyone's saying you're not good because you haven't played anybody and they have more respect for the Sun Belt Conference than they do for Conference USA. Well, a Sun Belt team is going to play a Conference USA team on Saturday. Let's make a statement. And I thought the Flames did. And, and I guess the challenge here is Conference USA is not getting better. They've got to figure as an independent, they maybe played too many games against you know teams that that were out of their league. But they got to they got to figure out a way to get that that balance back. Yeah, they need to play better opponents. And, you know, they did play two MAC schools, and there was a point that, you know, the MAC was the media darling. The MAC was yep. the Sun Belt before the Sun Belt. Scheduling, you know, the scheduling's done like 10 years in advance. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> yep. hard sometimes to know. But the, the bottom line for, for Liberty is they are undefeated. They've beat everybody they've played. They won two games against the MAC. They won a game now uh, against the Sun Belt. And, you know, the, the ODU win, you can look at it two ways. I think some people would say, well, it's the middle of the pack. Sunbelt team, which is true. Okay. The other way to look at it is ODU's played, what, eight games that, that have been you know, within a touchdown. They're right there in all these games, six conference games at least, and they're three up, three down in those. So um, I think this was a better measuring stick. I came away impressed with Liberty. I believe they're better than I thought. Um, where do they fall in the pecking order? I still think they're behind JMU probably still behind Tulane if Tulane keeps winning. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know, that that matters when they when they circle up the group of five and, you know, pick the best team to go to that New Year's Bowl game because, you know, o- only one team gets that nod. Uh, circling to, to your town, UVA, uh, we got Mike Barber here from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, richmond.com. Always fun for him to join us. Calandria is back. The, the offense looked serviceable there and, and even good at times in the second half against Louisville. Uh, Duke's without Riley Leonard, probably. I don't know that that's official, but but I know he's been out for a little while. Maybe you can shed some light on that. Is is there is there hope here? Is there a light at the end of this tunnel, or, or is this a, a typical November in Charlottesville? Oh, it's so hard to know, right? They've played six one-score games. That's great. 
They're one in five. That's terrible. Um, you know, Louisville, I thought the offense was outstanding because yeah. Louisville's defense to me, other than Florida State, I think Louisville has the best and most dynamic defense in the ACC. When you think about their takeaways and, and some of the things they're able to do, the, the pressure they're able to bring, um, star players really at every level. So I, I thought Virginia's offense was fantastic. Defense, it, it kind of was the story of the season, right? This team is right there, but the mistakes it makes are, are catastrophic. It's, I don't know, it's the difference between – it's the difference between, okay, the other day I was pulling out in front of my house and I backed up and I bumped our basketball hoop. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> today we're getting ready to drive out of, out of a neighborhood and a dog ran in front of the car. Thankfully, no, nobody hit the dog. But it's the difference between the catastrophic, <laughs> did you hit a dog or did you bump a curb? And, and it just feels like Virginia's just running over all the dogs, man. I mean, red zone turnovers, they, they're coughing it up when they have a chance for points. Yeah. The defensive breakdowns are going for 50-plus yard touchdowns. It's you know, this team is right there, and it could maybe survive a mistake or two, but not these catastrophic mistakes. Well, I cover the Washington Commanders. I wouldn't know anything of which you, uh, of which you talk there. <laughs> some, some, some dogs have been run over right there. Uh, if you few if you along the way uh, with the Major Tutty, the pig, uh, on the side of the road there uh, after the way they've been playing. Um, I, all right, you're, you're, you're the biggest story of the week that you wrote, um, I don't care what anybody else says, you were there. Last week, Corey Alexander calls the officials over to look at a replay and gets the ball awarded to Florida in a two-point game with a minute left. And then Tony Bennett starts yelling at him from across the court. It it was wild. It was (laughs) really wild. And and there's so many layers to the story when you think about the fact that, you know, Corey is a UVA alum and an all-time great, uh, a first-round NBA pick, but there's a lot of, I don't know. I don't, bad blood feels like too much, but there's some bitterness there. Corey has wanted a job at, at UVA, and um, you know Tony hasn't hired him, so there is that uh, element to this here. And, and and here it is, this this key moment. And if you're a Virginia fan, the way you saw it was Corey Alexander stuck it to Tony Bennett by calling over the official and saying, "Hey, wait, look at this. You got the call wrong." Now I went down and talked to Corey after he called the night game, the Virginia Tech game. And he said, hey, all that happened was Lee Cassell, the referee, said to me, did we get it right? And Corey said, I'm not going to lie. I told the truth. I said no. And then Lee said, do you have a better angle? And Corey said, I'm not going to lie again. I told the truth. Yes. And then Lee came over and looked. Now, the problem with that narrative is if you watch, if you rewatch the TV broadcast, which I have a copy of, that, that doesn't look like the way it played out, right? It looks like, looks like he Corey calls initiated this. Right, and and that's where the animosity and the anger from the fans is. And you know, David Thiel and I were just talking as we were recording the podcast. It's going to be wild if Corey Alexander gets assigned a game at JPJ yes. with the fan reaction, where he's normally very popular. What will the fan reaction be if, for some reason, ESPN and the ACC network hands him that assignment? Oh, it, and I, my thought was, it's not that. Corey Alexander was going against his alma maters. He was just inserting himself into the game, right? Like, I know play-by-play guys go by slightly different rules, but it is kind of one of the rules. Like, the refs are there to do the game. You're there to comment on the game, not to coach the refs how to referee the game. How many times have you been in a post-game interview where there was a, a contested call, a controversial call, and the coach always looks at you when you ask the question and says, 
What did you see? And almost every time in my career, I say something to the effect of like, I wasn't sure, or I'm not an official, or, oh, I'm just a sports writer. What do I, because you don't want to influence, in that case, you just don't want to influence the answer. Now here you're talking about in live, in, in real time, during the game, if I'm Corey Alexander in that spot and Lee says to me, did we get it right? I say something like close call or hard to know, or you, you know what I mean? I, I leave it vague. <laughs> I would not have been as outspoken. And the thing that I thought bothered me the most about it was if you play the TV broadcast back, you've got the two announcers standing there less than a foot from Corey, and they're looking at the replay, and he's still live on the air. I understand he's got to give some kind of analysis, but he's making it very clear what he thinks their ruling should be. I mean, he's walking the the audience through the play and says, it's pretty clear this ball is going to go to Florida. While they're reviewing and making that decision, it, it just there was something about the whole thing that seemed unsavory. It was. I was at a small college game once. They um they said the scoreboard operator's not here. Can you run the scoreboard today while you report on the game? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the story of that game was some questionable timing issues. So that I, makes it even better. But play play clock malfunction cost team victory. Oh boy, wouldn't wouldn't want to be that guy. Uh oh. <laughs> and then the question is, was the clock operator available for comment? <laughs> Clock operator had clocked out and, and, and was unavailable to local watering hole. <laughs> Mike Barber joining us from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, richmond.com. I'll sneak in a little Hokies talk with you as well while, while we got you here. The, the quest for six is on, NC State, senior day at home, and then obviously the rivalry game next week against UVA. Uh, a really strong performance at Boston College, obviously. Where do these guys stand, and, and do you think they'll get there? Michael, 600 total yards of offense. Pretty good. There was a point. There was a point in this season. They started one and three in this season. And if you had asked me, "Hey, Mike, do you think they're going to get 600 yards of total offense?" I would have thought you meant in the remaining games, not <laughs> in one outing <laughs> after it, that Rutgers it, it, game really, where they're getting blown off the ball. <laughs> right, and, and it's just it's really remarkable uh, after being not competitive at all against Louisville, what they were able to do and what they've done since they made the move to Kyron Drones at quarterback. I think Virginia Tech, when they're on, is one of the four or five best teams in the ACC, and it's on Brent Pry to get them to be on. And, Michael, it was real interesting, the approach up in Boston, up in Chestnut Hill, he actually had his assistants wake the guys up extra early with the message being, hey, there's some urgency here. Let's get started. And they did. They came out right from from the opening play and dominated that game. But you always hear about these little coaching shenanigans. And certainly when Bronco Mendenhall was at Virginia, there was a lot of that. Brent Pry waking his guys up early, having the assistants call their cell phones and wake them up to say, today's important. I thought is one of the more interesting twists. He's lucky they won. If they had lost, this would be another. Uh, this would be part two of the turkey bacon fiasco. hundred uh, percent. <laughs> if they came out and were sluggish, you say, "Well, you didn't let them get any sleep." Yeah, what were you thinking? That, that could backfire. That could backfire. All right. Well, we always appreciate the time. Uh, Teal and Barber's the podcast at richmond.com. Uh, read the articles on the Richmond Times Dispatch. Mike, uh, hope the pickleball game's good and uh, all is well with you. <laughs> Sounds good. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Absolutely, I will. I'm just waiting for you to get stuck with that 8 o'clock uh, p.m. kick time as a yearly tradition for that game. Fingers are crossed that they do something right for Virginia this year. I'm pulling for you. There he goes, Mike Barber, Richmond Times-Dispatch. Back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. All right, we're doing the thing on a Tuesday, 11-17. And as we do on Tuesdays, we welcome in our friends. Justice Miller, 
from Virginia Union, first off, congrats on the big win. Go Panthers. But. Champions. Boy, did you get upstaged. Um, because we have Mr. Legacy Maker himself here, Darrell Hello. Owens. Hello, everybody. And <laughs> just very casually. Oh, I know. Uh, hey, what'd you do yesterday, Darrell? I went to the White House. <laughs> yeah. Complex, complex. <laughs> so we'll have to wait a minute to hear about the Panthers. Yeah, yeah I just, I just yeah. you know, stole the show from me. So yeah, I am so away. sorry. <laughs> wasn't the plan. It really wasn't the plan. <laughs> what were you doing at the White House? So yesterday, um, they had the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, White House celebration. So you know, uh-huh. President Biden and you know invited them to the White House, and they it was pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm a huge. Presidential. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty I know, cool. I'm a huge presidential nerd. Like presidential history is my favorite thing there you to go. learn about. Love it. So for me, it was like oh, I can't believe this is happening. So I went. I <laughs> went in yesterday. Me. It was really cool. We went into the. Uh, I want to say it was. In, we was in the green room. Had you been before? No. No. Okay. no. I, I stood on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I went to journalism class back in 2002 <laughs> yep. in, high, in high school, we went we went on a field trip. Field trip. Uh, but it was cool. We we got in there. As uh, soon as we walked in, they was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States." And then he comes out, and they played a little music, and he was out with uh, the captain for the Golden Knights, uh, Mark Stone. So it was really cool. They gave him the jersey, like always, you know. The Biden, uh, what was he, 45, 46? 46. 46, so yeah, yeah. got the nice Golden Knights. Um, yeah. I'm an Avalanche fan, but anyway. Uh, Golden Knights uh, uniform. Plus you're, you're at the White House. You're not going to make a scene. No, I'm not going to make a scene. And then they had a golden, <laughs> they gave him a golden hockey stick. I mean, it looked like it was made from like real gold unless they got the That's best, cheapest cool gold of all yeah. time. I the mean, president's closet has got to be like just. The, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's got to be insane. He's but yeah. in like three of those every day. He's got every it, event. It, somebody's it, bringing him like. So I was like, hey, man, Merry <laughs> Christmas. And uh, and so but they had to gave him the golden stick. And then uh, it was a really nice. And, you know, the famous George Washington painting that you've always seen in every White House movie or show. Oh, yeah. It was right there. And all I could say to myself was, wow. <laughs> That's the famous George Washington painting right yeah, man. there. So it was it was really cool. The chandeliers, it, you know, it it's, it was everything you thought it might be if you ever had to walk in the White House. Clear the hallways, move to the side. Everybody was real. Just it was real, it was, <laughs> it was surreal. It what, was was, what was the security situation at the White House? Oh, I was just well, thinking that too. So here's, here's, I'll, t- I'll tell this quick story. So in the email I got, it says you get here at nine thirty. You, you know, they said, get here at 930. That's the earliest you can get in. The cutoff time for you to walk in is at 11. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. That's fine. So I get there at 930 with uh, one of my um, partners who's, uh, you know, part of the network. And we were sitting there and they was like, oh, yeah, your credential, you're good to go. But your security clearance hasn't went through. No. So I'm okay. like, but I put that information in like three or four days ago. And, they, and then they sent me the thing and said you were good. They was like, well, yeah, you're credentialed. But. Your security clearance is not through, so we have to wait. So I had to wait an hour. Right as right before the event started is when we finally got in. And oh, we, had to power, we had to power walk in. I'm like, I got here on time. And I he still I'm not late. I'm not I, late. I, I'm not late. <laughs> I got here on time. And that's what happened. But it was it's it's very tight. You could see the snipers on the roof. Oh. Um, so oh. I was like very like, hmm, don't make any dumb moves while you're here. <laughs> Hate to be a part of the news. <laughs> I covered the Nationals when George W. Bush was in office. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge baseball guy. Owned right. the Texas Rangers at one point. And uh, you would kn- he wouldn't like like sometimes like the president comes to a baseball game and like throws out the first pitch or makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. He would just like drop by to watch baseball. 
um, like just hang out in the, the, the suites and, mm-hmm. and not tell anybody. You're like, he didn't make a show. He just liked watching baseball. Mm-hmm. But you know he was there because the snipers were on the roof. Uh. You saw the snipers on the roof. You're like, okay, I know yeah. he's here. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing that for me. I don't have that much pool. <laughs> Someone yeah, important. Was, I don't, I don't have that much pool, but it was it was, it was very great experience. Uh, so between that and then I did WWE last night for the first time. As, oh, as let's go. That was great. Down at uh, Capital One? Down at Capital One. Um, first time getting to shoot, um, you know, do some photography there. So that was cool. So that was my whole day. How close uh, were you? I, I, I had pretty good seats. I was right beside the cameraman. So, okay. Oh, hey. Uh, you know, it was it was really cool. Saw some blood fly. No blood fly. No blood fly. <laughs> they, you know, it's it, they're, they're a little bit more PG on that nowadays on, on WWE, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a fun experience. And I also had to wait for that, too. I get there, and they was like, hey, uh, we see that you have a credential, but I don't think it's here. I'm like, well, two times in one day? I am approved to go in the White House. <laughs> I, I got, <laughs> no, I, this could not be more secure I than the White House. I got in the White House today, <laughs> and I have proof here. So, but not You talked to the president again. about me. this. He has cleared me to be in the I, room I, with him. I'm, if I can be in the room with the president, Check I can be email. here. Yeah. I can be here. The so. Rock is not more important than the president. Yeah. <laughs> I might be more popular than the president, but, but he's, he's not at, more, he's not and, more important. And maybe the president one day. I mean, that's that's what it seems like he's trying to pull for. But it was definitely cool, though. I, I could see the Rock day. being president. I can deal with that. I, I could buy. I could buy in on that. I could Absolutely, so buy I could, in I, on I, that. I'm good with that. All right, um, we'll play the Justice Sounder here because we we got to get the, uh, the the Virginia Union Panthers update. But before we do, breaking mm-hmm. news: the Buffalo Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey oh. after, after last night's. Uh, Debacle against the Broncos. They're they're five and five. They're Josh a Allen. Uh, they're um, they're a disaster. You live. You it's live. a sad disaster. It it's, was uh, it was coming. It's, it's a it sad was coming. Disaster. It's not like it, we didn't see it coming. I, I don't. It, it saw it saw it saw it the whole way in. Uh, Bills five and five trying to trying to save their season. It's it's crazy to even say out loud. I mean, we knew that they were at this point or getting to this point. Like we knew that this season meant a lot to them. So it or they, it this needed to be the season they make that step. Yeah, uh, and now we're seeing the uh, ramifications of it. It's but, by the way, they got the Jets this week. Let me hit you with their next three after that: Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. To, oh, you, they may not oh, make the playoffs. That's why. That's good. why. That's good luck, why he's out good of luck here. to the interim offensive coordinator. I mean, they're going to sneak one of those, oh if not two. They'll sneak maybe one or two of those. Sure, they're but the best. They're, the best. they're, still, they're still talented, yeah. but it's. It's going to be tough. So and walk could, into that, yeah. that lineup. Who's going to have well, to fill that role? Well, welcome to Buffalo. Um, the Texans. Why don't you get ready to play the Eagles? <laughs> watch, yeah. out for the, watch out for the Texans. <laughs> Literally, the pressure is on, okay, because the last guy just left, and yeah. that was over the Broncos. So it's kind of like, what are we, what are yeah, we expecting from this new guy? Better. Dude, Bronco, uh, Russ is back. I mean, ah, word. You know, I'm big ha- shout out to Russell Wilson. Happy. He's I'm happy. getting so I'm much hate over the last couple weeks. But, no, yeah, he's back carving up the defense as usual. I was like, look at Russ, man. He's so Started running again. Like I think he's just like, screw it. I'm not going to be a pocket passer. Yeah. I'm going to be Russell Wilson. We're going to do Russell, Russell Wilson things. I don't know how long he can sustain that for, but that's something. I think he can. Well, that offensive line, he's, he may, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. <laughs> All right. You hear Justice Sounder here? It's time for Justice on the Court. Special guest Justice Miller weighs in on everything happening in and around the world of sports. All right. You were in Salem? Yes, I was back up in Salem with our Virginia Union Panthers to play Fayetteville again. For, for, the, for everything. Yes, for everything, for the whole championship, for the whole thing. And when I say it was cold, it was a cold trip down. <laughs> <laughs> Salem's not a warm place. No, it's not. And, I mean, I was expecting it, but it just it, got, it definitely got colder as the night went through. But it was fun. Um, we kind of brought the whole school with us. We were able to take students on the bus 
everyone, like the Alumni Association, took some buses. They had a whole tailgate in the front. So homecoming part three, you know, <laughs> is lit over here. <laughs> and so um, I want to say the whole game, honestly, was so exciting. Like both teams came out really aggressive, waiting to play. And I mean, at the end of the day, we came through. We came through at the end. Champs. But um, champs, 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 champs. And so Virginia Union, they're set to play third seed Cootstown University in the first round of the NCAA playoffs. D2 and playoffs, let's go. I know. That's like one of the higher higher teams in the conference that we've ever played, and it's going to be the it, first it, time we played a team like here this. Here or there? Uh, it'll be there at Cootstown, 1 p.m., Saturday, November 18th. Probably not going to make it out to Cootstown, but are you going to Cootstown? I could possibly make it. Well, that's an important question we need to resolve. I have to figure out if it snows out there. It sounds like a place that might just snow. It does sound like a place that snows. On a random cold day. (laughs) That's great. Um, Oh, well, this clarifies it. I just Googled it's located in Cootstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, Okay. That that provides no clarity for us whatsoever. No. Um, It looks like, uh, I'm looking at the map here. Wow, it's, you're going to the middle of nowhere, so congrats on that, Justice. Um, (laughs) I thought it was I, I thought it was near Harrisburg, Yay. but no, it's near a town called Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Oh wow! Hamburg. So we're not any closer to knowing where Hamburg this is. Uh, maybe an hour from <laughs> Allentown, which hmm. is two hours from Philly. Um, okay, the only recognizable name was Philly. Yeah, you're three hours from from there. You're not so you're not going to Philly. Ooh, you're looking at about seven eight hours to get there. It feels uh, like. Well, it's like it's it's <laughs> off to the know. side though. Let's let's see. Let's see how long this bus ride's gonna be. It's right. It's the playoffs though. You got to leave it all out there. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, we do though. <laughs> five hour bus ride because because you'll slide over to to eighty one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so not too slide bad. on it. Five hour bus ride. That's not terrible. No, no it's uh, not. What where where does the bus stop when you got where do you stop? You hit like snack stops or you just go. We normally just go right through. Just go. We got one stop in the morning to grab food. We kind of bulk up, and then we're just out. I hate it. <laughs> so we, we don't know anything about Cootstown, but we, we can't. Well, they're 9 we and 2 we can't stand for their them. conference right now. They're, they're number three, and, and we know that much. No, they went, and they won their <laughs> championship, of course. About, about, to be, about to be 9 and 3. Battle of the champions. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah 9 and 3. <laughs> about to get that. Cootstown um, it, is near the Crystal Cave tourist attraction. Uh, that's a subterranean rock formation with outdoor mini, mini golf. Is that where Jason Ooh, okay. Voorhees is uh, it's located? It's sounding like it might I, be warmer. <laughs> I'm going to need you to take care of yourself this weekend. Yeah, okay. please be safe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I might not show up for this week. Just kidding. I'm going to be there. It's, it's a big time. It's a big game. It's a playoffs. And, yeah, it's a I know. Playoffs. It's really big, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to go see it because, you know, this will be the first time we've gone off to the playoffs since, like, the 90s, you guys. Mm. It's like, 98. Crowds have been great. Excitement's been good. Oh, we've had all-time record crowd seeing. We, we're loving it. We're loving the love. Everybody's getting the attention that they need, and yeah, it's just going to be a good, good raining year, raining, raining season. Raining CIAA champs. Yes, yeah. yes, get, it's going to become an annual thing. Make the for banner. Us. Oh, yeah. look at that! That's that is some smack talk right there. That's Big smack high, talk. Okay, I think quality. I think we're going to be running it for the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna, back team. We're, we're going to step aside, pay the bills. We'll be back with Justice and Darrell right after this. You're listening to Nine Ten The Fan, not One Hundred Five. is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. 
1049, it's a Tuesday morning driving you around Richmond. Thanks for joining us. MP on the mic is the program. I love having Mike Barber on, who I thought that was as reasonable a take as I've heard on Liberty. Uh, And this show has devoted more time to Liberty today now than we have every other day of the show's existence combined. And that kind of bothers me a little bit, but we got to address it. They're 10-0, they're undefeated, and their fans are screaming, we we belong in this conversation. We're we're one of the teams that deserves this group of five bid into the college football playoff. And the best the best you can say for them is they beat Old Dominion at home. That's the best argument you can make for them. Now, I agree with what Mike Barber said though. It was you, you don't know they're not a good team. You don't know that they'd be overmatched against good teams. You just know it's a talented collection of players who haven't played anybody. And part of that is not their fault. Part of that is they switched conferences. They had to unmake that schedule in a hurry because they had made their independent schedule. They had scheduled it a long ways out. But part of it also is you can't reward teams that you don't know how they're going to play. If we're talking about letting a group of five team into a New Year's Day bowl game where, I mean, look at look at how deep the top tier of college football is this year. They're going to be playing in Oregon or a Washington or an Ohio State or an Alabama. I mean, these are the teams that are going to be playing in these games. You're going to have because you get your four in the playoffs this year. Your four, you have Florida State. You're going to have the Michigan Ohio State winner. You're going to have a Pac-12 team, uh, and you're going to have an SEC team. That means either Alabama or Georgia's in the New Year's Six pool. That means Washington or Oregon's in the New Year's Six pool. You can't just say let's see how the how Liberty would do against one of these teams, and they might do well. That was Mike Barber's point. I I don't disagree. They might do well, but they might embarrass themselves too. You got to go with somebody who's proven it on the field week in and week out. A Tulane, a JMU, uh, a team that we know would be able to rise to that occasion. We'll take your calls on that if you got thoughts. 833-804-0910. I also I, I can't I cannot get enough of that Corey Alexander story, the Corey Alexander uh, clip that we played for you, which is just absolutely bananas to me. Uh, calling over the refs to to get a call overturned against UVA with, with a minute left in a big big early non non conference game against Florida. I loved uh, love Mike's point. Can't can't wait to see what happens when he's back at JPJ because he, he's he's loved there. He's He's earned his status, UVA legend, and I think he's good on TV. I I, I don't mind hearing him on the call, uh, but that that's an opinion changer for a lot of people. That is something that uh, uh, will, will rub a lot of people the wrong way for sure. Rolling up to the top of the hour, AWOD Radio takes over at noon. We'll have another hour of programming with you. Shane Metlin joins the program here in a few. Right now, though, we turn it over to JC on the board as we do in this segment. What you got for us today, JC? Hello. We got to think of the name uh, for this segment. It's like Jace. Jace. I, I felt like I gave things. you. Did I not give you an appropriate enough introduction there? Did you want something <laughs> a little more formal, like a smoke machine? I want and a smoke now, machine. Yeah. The producer <laughs> from Richmond, Virginia, Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That you was good? amazing. Right. Yeah. 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 That's all I need. All right, so we're. T- <laughs> so that was a, that's all. I'm a very simple guy. All I need is strobe lights, pyrotechnics, and and a big announcement. Um, today it's strange superstitions and rituals from around the NFL. 
Because I heard that Patrick Mahomes starting it off uh, has not worn a different pair of underwear the entire time he has played in the NFL. That's disgusting. That's nasty. Does he wash it at least? I have heard that he doesn't wash. No, no, you couldn't even do that. It'd get too funky. That would feel like they'd get crusty and you can't even move around in them, right? (laughs) After after so many non-washes, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's that's disgusting. That's gross. MJ, MJ had, <laughs> Michael Jordan, had, he wore the same shorts at every practice. Yes. But the shorts are protected by the underwear, so that's different. And I know this because of Space Jam, Michael, not because I know anything about sports. <laughs> we'll count it. We'll count it. Put it on the board. Bing. Yep, that's a point for me. Um, another one, so Emmanuel Sanders used to like to uh, kick back and play Madden. Uh uh, whatever team he was about to face off against, he would play them in Madden. Okay, and get some get some frustration out. Another gross one is that uh, Josh Allen apparently gets his head in the game by vomiting prior. Yeah, a lot of guys do do that. There, there's a lot of vomiting that happens jitters. before a game. Yeah, yeah no, they're they're feeling pumped up or whatever. Um, okay, he, Mahomes told Peyton and Eli. On the Manning cast, he does wash them. They're uh, not, they're not uh, nasty. Uh, I clean them. But whew. he says he, he only wears them for game day. His, his wife got them for him, so so I've got to wear it. Uh, but still, same, same underwear every game, even if you're washing them. That's, it's professional football. It's disgusting. Adam? This is a great topic. I love this. <laughs> and, and you brought up something that reminded me of my first ever radio show. Okay. I absolutely ran to the bathroom. You puked before the puked show. before the radio show. Oh, the nerd, no, nothing came out. It was just like... I, I just had to try, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it was the just, nerves will get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First ever show, WJFK. Let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, was that the Christmas Miracle it show? It was the Christmas oh, Miracle show. Cr- it's just Christmas morning. a in the bathroom a- 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 in the bathroom puking. Oh. Six o'clock, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs about these commanders. <laughs> uh, you know how, biz, like, baby. you're getting nervous, then all of a sudden your head gets, like, really sweaty. Yeah. And you're, like, you're, oh, yes. you're, like, heating up. Yeah. Your you tongue gets itchy. Knees weak, arms mm-hmm. sweaty, mom's spaghetti, all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll cross talk in a bit. We got to talk Wizards because I, I tuned in last night and that was a mistake. Uh, but on the other side of this, Shane Metlin joins from the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. He will chat JMU football and, and everything else with us. Very successful program right now. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. 1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 